I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to the very first episode of the Me and My Moods podcast, hosted by me. Hi, I'm Tia, and wow, it is so very nice to meet you. I created this podcast to explore the reactions, opinions, perspectives. You see, the moods I experience on a new topic every week, so that hopefully and ultimately, I can understand the me holistically. Come help me navigate my psyche and maybe you too will learn something more about yourself along the way. This week I thought I might start with something very fitting for a first episode as this media quite literally is my re-entrance into society. I have come to the possibly depressing realization that I don't talk to anyone anymore, at least not the way I used to before COVID. The height of COVID lockdowns hit for me while I was in my first year of university. So I went from seeing and talking to my friends every day to not at all for two years. And of course, I would still converse over text and video chats and have online games nights, but it just wasn't the same as the full body experience that talking to someone in real life is. Actually laughing at something funny to a typed LOL bouncing off of other people's energies to just not, it was an abrupt change. But the experience was prolonged and I'm seeing some real side effects of being cut off for that long. I recently started in a new role at a corporate firm and synonymous with corporate life is the small talk we have to get through. I used to be really good at the small talk. I could take a conversation about weather and have it seem somewhat interesting. I could change my personality instantly to suit who I needed to be to get the most out of a conversation. But recently, it feels almost as though I've lost that skill. For starters, I don't think I'm as witty anymore, as electric of a conversationalist. I just don't have the luxury of a three-second delay as I type my next response because instead of typing, it's real words coming out of my real-life mouth. And so now, since I'm so focused on what I'm going to say, I'm not naturally also expressing my thoughts, my moods, with my body language either. But now, when I'm talking to someone, my mind is blank. I'm listening to what they're saying, but I don't have much to add to the conversation. And that comes across with my body language. It's this blank stare that I can feel myself doing, but I can't seem to think about what to say. I'm someone that usually doesn't have any thoughts anyway, in the way that I don't think about anything when I'm just sitting here and existing. It's why I never really needed music on in the background and why it genuinely shocked me when I found out most people have a voice in their head that is always on. I used to have that voice sometimes in conversations with other people and it would be me repeating what the other person had just said so I could absorb it and it would tell me what to say next. It was very alert. I used to have practice conversations in my head or replay conversations I had had with someone that day to, in a way, analyze what the best thing I could say if that same conversation were to happen again. But recently, that voice in my head has been completely silent. That voice in my head that usually tells me what to say, that perfect response that would elicit spouts of laughter just isn't voicing anything it's completely silent there could be two things happening either my two-year covid lockout meant i became more comfortable with myself as i transitioned from being a teenager into my 20s in the comfort of my own home 
or I just got out of practice speaking with people in a truly organic way. I haven't spoken to someone in a truly social setting for so long, and there are some real positives and negatives to this. I haven't had to do that I'm listening nod for so long that when I started doing it again in real life, I forgot how much of a headache it would give me after a while. And of course, I'm not soulless and I still do the nod regardless because I'm engaged and want the other person to know that I value the time I'm spending with them. But it is an extra thing to reintegrate into my learning of what a conversation between two people should look like. Also, what do we say when we're finished having a conversation? I can't just not open a message anymore if I want to take a break from talking to someone because that someone is now in front of me and staring at me waiting for some kind of response. In corporate circles, there's the let me get back to you or put a pin in that. But if I whip out this jargon in any other setting, it would sound completely out of place. I used to say, I'll be right back. But it was mutually known that I was actually not going to be right back. And that was okay. But now that kind of lie just seems mean because I got so used to replying to every single part of a conversation, even if it wasn't immediately, because the other person's message would be there in my phone waiting for me to respond when I know exactly what I want to say. And now in real life, the time to respond is immediately and I just don't have anything to say. If anyone has any insights, my Instagram handle is at me and my moods podcast and my DMs are open for anyone with answers, thoughts or even a story about your experiences with trying to end a conversation. I also felt this shift in the world around me post-COVID where people seem busier, not just with their work but life in general. Fair enough, people are catching up with their life that they had to pause for two years. I recently met with someone for dinner at a place we used to go to together all the time. And although we talked about so many things over that meal, I found that I'd never felt more disconnected from someone who was right there in front of me. At one point, I was just sitting there and listening to them list out people that they were going to catch up with throughout that week. If it were just that, it wouldn't stick with me as strongly, but they would refer to each interaction as a hit or a stop with that underlying connotation that the plans were not necessarily something to look forward to, but something to get through. And then it hit me. Oh my, is is this what that person thinks about me? Am I just a chore to get through? Or were we both just not used to having an organic conversation? A conversation where both parties would build on top of what the other had just said. It felt like a meeting where we came together to list out our individual experiences in these dot point ways and then we just part ways until the next time I showed up on the calendar. And the conversation ended when the meal ended because it was more awkward since we weren't busy with our cutlery anymore. And I don't know if this was a mutual awkward feeling. Was I the only one that felt this way? Could the people in the restaurant around us also tell? I'm not sure. I'll just have to see next time. Also, I so very much miss listening in on other people's conversations. Of course, there's a respectful extent to the eavesdropping. But in my opinion, public spaces, especially anyone speaking a bit loudly, is fair game. Restaurants, public transport, that kind of thing. 
Now, the listening in on a conversation in another room, ears pressed up against the wall kind of thing, not so much. Although, that scene in Friends, when Ross and Rachel have that big fight the morning after the break or in Barbados at the conference, when they're listening in on those conversations through the wall, that's fine. It's funny because it's a TV show. And yes, there are true benefits to listening in on certain people's conversations that I believe are truly missed because of COVID. These are people who you're probably never going to ever see again. Their circle of friends and people and just their complete life path is very different to yours. So for this one moment in time, you were given this gift that is the opportunity to have a window into someone else's life. Someone who you maybe share nothing with other than that moment in time. So if you really think about it, this window can be approached with a scientific lens. You get to learn new mannerisms, learn about what other people find conversation worthy, or maybe you're tapping into tea. Because if chances are you're like me, you've already cut off the toxic people in your life. So this is some front row entertainment. There are phrases that have become so core to my life. And those are phrases that I've picked up because I was listening to someone else's conversation and they stuck out to me really resonated and called to a part of my being. And in a way, that's a huge reason why I decided to start this podcast. Not to elicit or extract tea, but to better understand myself and my true interests, especially interests that aren't reliant on other people. A time where I can recognise what I alone truly appreciate. Now, I'm not saying I need to manufacture drama in my life for it to be interesting, but there's a reason why me and my bestest friends enjoy reality TV so much. We've been through high school, our friend group has gone from 18 to 4. We're done with the first hand drama, so sometimes it's just nice to sit back and observe. But it's only ever appropriate to sit back out of drama if you know that no one is in any true danger, because good drama is only ever caused by a miscommunication or a misalignment of personalities. But there should still be a general respect between parties as human beings. So far, we've analysed my re-entrance to society and started with looking at what may be lacking for me with my conversational skills. We've uncovered that I've partially forgotten how to have a good conversation and that a part of the conversation content has also been removed. I'm still trying to learn how much of my conversation relies on the experiences of others. Even if I'm wanting to say something incredibly positive, which it is 97% of the time, when I'm speaking about others, I am speaking positively about their accomplishments that I admire and respect. But I don't know how much of my conversation should revolve around someone else, if any at all. Is it more acceptable to speak about public figures? I mean, what exactly is the line? For now, I don't know what percentage of my conversations should reference other people that aren't in the room. Maybe I've been talking about other people to avoid talking about myself, and maybe that's okay sometimes. But that's something I need to practice and develop my own opinion about a bit more before I come back with a definitive answer. If anyone listening has any thoughts on if talking about other people is acceptable, I'd love to hear them. Ultimately, we can extract and analyse that there is this newly forming hole in my interactions. But what should really exist in this space? Would I really be having this much of an issue if I wasn't lacking something originally prior to COVID? Maybe it comes from a lack of foundational personality. I spent a really long time in COVID not doing anything. I never really had hobbies. I would look after my pets, do some work, maybe study a little and just watch sitcoms in my spare time. But other than that, I wasn't really sure what made me complete. 
Sure, I have things to fill my time, but how do they resonate with my real being and person? I think I'm still trying to find that. And that's what I want this to be, this podcast. I want to go through my moods, how I react when provoked and exist when alone. What makes me, me? Some things I've always enjoyed talking about with other people is discussing my recent favorite items, shows or YouTubers. Things that have been changing my life for that week or so. There's this YouTuber who I've always admired, but no one else immediately around me had heard of them. And this isn't an underground, oh, I discovered them first kind of thing, because they are pretty popular from what I've seen in their subscriber numbers. So I don't think it was that secretive. But there's this feeling of inspiration and aspiration to become my best possible self I feel after I watch their content, because their content seems to be so authentically themselves. And recently, a friend who I don't get to see so often brought this person up randomly, and I swear it felt like the heavens were singing to me. We were talking about our shared interests, and not so much about the YouTuber themselves, but about the feelings and emotions that their work generates for both of us. And that was one of the most electric, out-of-body conversations I've had in recent months. There was a flow. I didn't really need to rely on a voice in my head to tell me what the most ideal thing to say in response was. I just existed in that conversation and spoke my true mind because I wasn't worried about saying the wrong thing or not being funny or engaging enough. I mean, how can you say the wrong thing when what you're talking about is your own truly and purely your own experience? At one point, I left my body, and it was like I was observing myself in this conversation while it was happening, and it was better than me pre-COVID. Even though pre-COVID me was alive and witty and textbook perfect in conversation, this new me, who I hadn't really seen before, was speaking with such excitement and honesty that it was refreshing. I guess it might just be about finding people to converse with that create a comfortable enough atmosphere to share that truth. But not only expecting that atmosphere from others, but for me too to create that environment because an atmosphere and energy is a two-way street. This does then lead me to the thought that not every social interaction has to be really exciting and that's an idea I haven't done my best to put out there. When I meet someone new or catch up with a friend, a part of me is looking forward to a fun conversation and a good time. But overall, life isn't always fun and it's important to recognize and determine that balance between a deep or more serious conversation and something more frivolous. Maybe we can say the fun in a somber atmosphere is the knowledge that we are sharing and becoming closer with someone else, another being, and I think that's pretty cool. This thought about conversation style has me thinking. How much of our conversation style is decided by the people around us? I mean, I can't exactly start talking about something super exciting and upbeat if I'm sitting across someone wanting to get out something more serious. I'd need to conduct myself in a way that's respectful of the conversation space. There's this TV show I really like called Dairy Girls, and in it is this character, Uncle Colm, played by Kevin McAleer, that is written to be the most boring conversationalist to exist. And every time he speaks his delivery, it's so incredibly funny to me as a viewer. But the other characters around him in the scene are waiting for him to finish because he takes a long time to get to the end of his story, even if the content itself is interesting. And of course, there's love for this character within the family. But my point is, how much of our conversation style is dependent on the people around us? 
How is this character the only boring conversationalist out of his entire family? What determines our charisma in conversation? Is it inherent or is there room for improvement? A nature v nurture type of situation. But I would also like to point out though, that there is one other character in this TV show that shares a very positive interaction with Uncle Colin and genuinely enjoyed one of his stories by the end of it. So perhaps it is also the company of the people we are with. At the end of the day, who really wants to hear us talk and who just wants us to be a sounding board? Although I'm using a TV show as an example and talking about fictional characters, there still exists a humanity that we can analyse and interpret for our own gain. Sometimes it's easier to have these situations played out in front of us and have them act as a mirror to our lives so that it helps us appreciate characteristics we never independently considered before in our own lives. At least, maybe that's what I too can do for you here with my podcast. If I can share my thoughts and find that they not only help me develop my own understanding of self, but they also help someone else navigate their own psyche, I think that would be really cool. This week, we delve deeper into my psyche and my conversation mood. Although objectively, we know what creates a successful conversation. The idea is that we need to be genuinely interested in what the other person is saying. We need to utilize our active listening skills, show empathy and respect to the other parties and seek to create a balance and create an equal conversation space where all parties are energetically contributing. These are all elements of a great conversation and these are things that I'm sure we all know in theory and can do for the most part and practice with ease. But I've noticed that even if I'm staying engaged and everyone is present, there's this magical element that has in recent times been lacking for me. Almost because I'm trying too hard to generate a too perfect conversation and emulate things I think I should be doing. I want to know how I can feel that connection with people, that aha moment, that out-of-body experience of, wow, I'm really having such a nice time in this conversation because the synergy created is so effortless and flawless that it's incredible. We all have them, those conversations that feel incredible, like our whole soul is being lifted up. I know other people have these, I'd like to say, conversational magic moments, but I don't know what really makes that magic come to life. I've felt it in conversations I'm having with people I meet for the first time, in the middle of the day, old friends, family, even people I didn't really like. I felt like I used to be able to feel that conversation magic before, but it doesn't seem to just come to me post-COVID. Maybe because I fell out of practice, not just talking with people, but also really connecting with them. My informal analysis points me to want to try something new. So this week, I'm going to really try to focus on connection rather than conversation for conversation's sake. And I'll let you know how I go. See if it improves me and brings back some of that magic. Wow, I think that's all I have for the moment. So thank you so much for joining me this week on the very first episode of the Me and My Moods podcast hosted by me. Hi, I'm Tia. And for sharing this time with me to find the me in Me and My Moods. Next week, I will be exploring part two of my re-entrance into society and understanding what goes into representing self through appearance. Thank you for being with me this episode to analyze my week's mood. It was so nice having you here. 
If you want to send in any of your moods or just say hi, you can send me a DM on Instagram at me and my moods podcast. I post new episodes of the podcast every week on Sunday, so be sure to catch the next one. I'll see you next time. Bye.